Welcome to Business Leader Breakthroughs, where we help unlock the potential in you, your teams, and your business. I'm your host, Ryan Castle, along with Dr. Mike Ashby. We share insights, experiences, and stories on achieving breakthrough success in business and life. To learn more, click the link in the episode show notes or go to thebreakthrough.co. Now let the breakthroughs begin. Hey Mike, welcome along to the podcast. Thanks Ryan, great right, to nice, be here as always. Nice of you to join me again. Uh, Mike, we've been having some really interesting discussions with mm-hmm. senior uh, people leaders. Yeah. Uh, with some quite significant organisations. Yeah. And there's a question that really seems to be at the forefront of trying to gauge where their thinking is at. Yeah. And I think that question revolves around, in your organisation, are you trying to improve it? Or are you trying to transform it? Yeah. Yeah, and it's one of those things that um, people get very kind of excited about transformation and kind of major change and stuff. Actually, that's not always appropriate. You know, it really is understanding where we're at in our cycle, where we're at relative to our market. Do we have to, can we do kind of steady improvements and you know, we can always improve or do we need a fundamental shift? Uh, do we need to kind of reset ourselves to, to compete better in the market to adapt. So yeah. I, I think it's a great question and I think um, you know people feel like, well, maybe I should be in transform. No, you shouldn't. Not necessarily. Yeah. You know, if your business is doing But okay. it sounds so much sexier. I know, I know. And people get so excited about big change programs and 75% of them fail <laughs> is the problem. Yes. So be really careful. And in fact, this is the problem with, particularly at scale, transformation at scale, and, and while we've been talking to bigger businesses, this is actually true of smaller businesses too. So what we're about to talk about, scale is a relative thing. Yes. You know, in an organization of a couple of thousand people, yeah, that looks big. Uh, in an organization of 20 people, it still can be quite a big scale if you're kind of taking people out to, to retrain and reset. So scale is, scale is a relative thing. Um, and I think it's then about, you know, in a smaller organization, it's about individuals or it's about the kind of capability of the organization as a whole. So let's just context these comments yep. with that. Trick. Yeah. Okay. And there is, of course, a third option, which is to do nothing. Do nothing. It's a goodie. Uh, very cheap. Yeah. Very, well, well, cheap in the short term. Very cheap in the short term. Uh, does tend to result in you uh, racing backwards at a great rate of knots without actually realising it yeah. until you realise your customer base has been decimated by uh, organisations yep. that, yep. that are not there. Okay. Yep. So let's, let's take it. All the people listening to us today will be very smart individuals. Totally. So they will not be doing the do nothing. Nope. Do nothing. They'll be in the improve or, or transform. Let's, for this podcast, talk about the transform piece. Yep. If you are trying to uh, start a tr- or yep, start a transformation, lead one, uh, evolve one, um, you've been doing some reading around yeah. the McKinsey framework. Yeah, yeah, really interesting and very affirming. McKinsey are famous as management consultants and have been for a long time. They're very, very expensive, but they do use quite a lot of their exorbitant fees to fund research, and you know they, and they love the data. They just yeah. love the data, mm-hmm. and they can tell us that you know this kind of approach to leadership development was 6.1 times more effective than, than what? I don't know, but um, but it was 6.1 times more effective. So what they talk about is uh, leadership development at scale. And what they're saying is transformation is about developing leaders. And it certainly, you know, it's consistent with what we've seen with AMP, which is if you want to transform your organization, you do so through developing leaders in the middle. We talk about 
changing the culture from the middle out. Well, that's kind of what they talk about without necessarily using exactly those words. And their they book was published, Leading at Scale was published in 2018, which is when we started AMP. So I've been really interested, you know, to read their stuff. So they have this thing called the Leadership Diamond. So what they're talking about is leadership development programs. The purpose of those programs is to transform the organization from within. First thing they talk about is that there are a few skills which drive disproportionate value. And what that means in English is 80-20, which we absolutely get. There's a few things that if you do them well, they will have a massive impact. And there's a whole bunch of other things that, that have less impact. The two that they kind of focus in on are self-awareness and a learning mindset. And we and that's near enough. What we would say is actually, we would call it mindfulness at work. Self-awareness, mindfulness, they're part of the same thing, but that mindfulness is not just a, a self-awareness, it's also an awareness of others. So the mindfulness piece that we see is actually about how am I operating in this situation? How are they operating in this situation? What is this? What's really going on here? So that's a, that's a little distinction in the, in the first instance. And then the second one is around... Oh, I was just going to add in. Yeah. So we're really talking about what some people refer to as soft skills. Yes. But interestingly, we're seeing more and more organisations now talk about them as core skills because yeah. uh, they realise that in a uh, world that is uh, changing so quickly, so much volatility, uncertainty, et cetera, et cetera, that actually these skills that you're talking about mm. here are the critical ones. They are. Because yeah. you can no longer go, let me teach you this uh, skill, you know, and I'll use a, a blatant example, how to use Excel. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a skill we can go to a workshop and we can learn Excel. Will that thing be what helps us transform our organisations and our people going mm-hmm. forward? Probably not. Probably not. But yeah. those master skills you talk about around learning to learn, yeah. self awareness, these yeah. are the things that are yeah. critical, not just for uh, our senior leaders or business owners, but for people throughout our organisation. You know, the conversation we had the other day, somebody was saying, well, look, about fifty percent of the roles we're talking about will not exist in five years' time. And we want to be able to take those people with us on the journey. We don't want to have to kind of bring in a whole lot of new people. We want them, we we need to be reskilling people. So that means people have got to know how to learn. And that that learning mindset, yeah, there's there's a real real key element to that. But these things, I don't think you can attack self-awareness and learning mindset directly. I think you do it. Oh, really? I can't just, I can't just tell can't my just, team, be more aware, nope. have a learning mindset, yeah. which people be a better do. coach. Hey, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, I've told you. them to be. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That doesn't work. Hey, mm. come on, have a growth mindset. Yeah. It doesn't work like that. No way. It actually, for most people, particularly operational managers, they learn through doing. So when we talk about mindfulness at work, it's always about here's some kind of, here's how you do it in practice. This is what it looks like in practice, not in theory. And the same goes with the learning mindset. You know, you'll never learn so much as when you have to teach something, mm-hmm. right? So coaching is actually really fundamental. Le- developing those coaching skills for others helps you learn. So we kind of go, okay, they, McKinsey talk about um, self-awareness and learning mindset. We would call it mindfulness at work and coaching. Uh, and that's how people are going to be able to adapt to the changing nature of work and roles. Okay, so part one of the Leadership Diamond critical skills we yep. talked about. Yep. The, the second one is about organisation-wide engagement. Yeah, this was really interesting. They talk about getting a critical mass of pivotal influences 
uh, again, in, in English, in, in plain language, what that meant was having a sufficient number of people who would, who would carry the change, change agents we used to call them. And they talked about make, that, that requires leadership programs that have breadth, depth, and pace. And the breadth was really interesting because they said somewhere between five and 15% of the people in the organization. And when you and I have gone and talked to people about mm -hmm. AMP, and we've said this, blah, 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 and they go, hmm, how many people are we talking? And we'd say, well, you know, 10%. And they go, yeah, that sounds right. And we found that pretty consistently. So we would, we would affirm that number. And of course, with technology now, we can do that. We can take 10%. It's not anymore, it doesn't anymore have to be about taking 10% of your, of your people out for days right. on end into workshops. Yep. And that's part of the second part, of the, the depth piece. Uh, the days of workshops and one-on-one -on -one coaching, they still have their place, but not a big place anymore. No. The depth piece that McKinsey talk about it based on neuroscience and how people learn, which is what we've done a lot of work on, yes. is it's at least six months, preferably nine. Well, our program's 12 months, and for a very specific reason, which is that gives time to practice, that gives time to go into depth into these things. Unlike the old workshop stuff where you slam it down, you know, it's a kind of this massive download for, for eight hours or whatever, and, you know, they get back to work and, ah, oh, what was that? You know, what am I going to do now? the research would suggest that uh, if that's the only format of the learning is the, the workshop type, uh, we've forgotten 80% of it within two weeks. Exactly. So we exactly. might apply one takeaway or something from that yeah. kind, of, kind of workshop, but in terms of it actually creating change, very limited effect, yeah. Yeah. and when we're trying to transform an organisation, we need fast effect over a, um, a, a duration, yeah. and transforming an organisation only a year, not really a, a huge amount of time, yeah. yep. but we need time for our people to adapt those skills and, and create and behaviours. Practice them and practice them and practice them. And that's the third point, which is about the pace. And McKinsey talk about, uh, you know, faster is better, and they're really saying between the time you launch and the time you get your kind of final people onto your program, you know, don't leave it too long. We, it, that's not the point. To us, the point about pace is cadence. And the monthly cadence is something that we see work really well. And that's the bite-sized pieces. People, It's long enough for people to have time to practice it, but not so long that they get bored. So breadth, uh, depth, and pace or cadence. And I think that cadence creates a learning habit as well. You know, exactly. every month exactly. I'm, I'm taking on a new skill, I'm practicing it, yeah. I'm getting coached around it, I'm learning it, yeah. I'm, I'm using it with my team. Uh, so we get into this habit of, of learning, which again reinforces that uh, yeah. kind of master skill of yeah. learning. And, learn. and, and people love it. People yeah. are, are, you know, crying out for it, mm. which is that, you know, kind of takes us to the third, the third part of that diamond. Again, they, um, they talk about uh, maximizing behavioral change transfer or some such. Interpret in real speak? Uh, interpreted. Uh, skill, apply the skills. And, and in the application of those skills, you will develop more skill. You'll get, you know, it's the practice makes perfect. It's, it's as simple as that. But that does mean, that does require the programs to be skill-focused rather than conceptual. Because you can't really practice concepts, no. can you? No. They're not things you can do. They're things you can think. And you can kind of repeat them to yourself over and over. But... In the end, it's behaviours, yes. what people do, that drives the results. Yeah. Yes, you know, you change the way they think, but then you've got to change what they do, and that's what drives change. Yeah. 
And then the fourth one is around... Well, maybe before, let's do a little uh, pause there because mm-hmm. our observation of those uh, first three elements of the Leadership Diamond are things that an effective learning program can bring to your organisation, yep. whether you build it internally or use something like ours. Yep. Those first three are almost owned by the program. Correct. Yep. Yep. So it's so about the program design, characteristics of the program. Characteristics of right. the program. Yep. But this next bit, the fourth element, that's the one that has to be owned by the internal team. Yeah. Where they add the most influence. Yeah. And that's got to be, I mean, if you want to transform your organization, small or big, you cannot simply overlay a leadership development program or anything external. You have to change the way, you have to adapt what you do to the program. And I've just been working on something called the Coach Playbook for our program. And that's about what uh, participants on AMP, what their leaders have to be thinking about. And actually, it Every time it goes, oh, this is going to be a little bit challenging because, you know, I use the example in, in our organization of one of the things we say to people about how to manage your time is get comfortable with saying, I'd love to, but I can't. Great way to stop getting kind of, you know, uh, seagulled. Bosses come in, drop stuff and, you know, sort it out. And then you, had, you had an experience of that this I week, didn't you? I did. I did. I did. Uh, so I suggested that one of the team might like to you know, do this or that. And she said, mm, I'd love to, but I can't. And I thought, Ooh, ouch. And then, but it's great because it meant I had to think of, okay, uh, that's exactly what I wanted to say. That's what the program says to say. And she's honoring her commitment. And it, look, it all comes down to honoring your commitment. This integration piece is if you say that that's important, then you need to act like it. So it was over to me then to go, Ooh, uh, either uh, I have to find another way of doing that or I have to accept that it's going to come into a time, you know, we have to talk about either the scope, the resource or the timeline. Correct. Okay. So, you know, that's integration. And, and that's why most of them fail because it's not anything particularly wrong with the programs other than the workshops rather than blended learning, but I'll leave that aside. It's that the organisation itself doesn't change doesn't adapt to its own kind of description of best practice and the way things ought to be. So that's going to remain the challenge. That's that's the critical piece in all of it. You know, you can probably, a leadership program can get you 75% of the way there, but if you want to get the whole way, yes. this is the bit. Yeah. And I think the sporting analogy here, uh, or the music analogy, is to have a really great plan around what we're going to do. Everyone agrees that, yes, that's how we're going to play on game day mm. or on, on stage. And then we get out there, something goes a little bit different, and someone goes, oh, but what about the game plan? Yeah. And the on-field leader or the on-stage leader goes, oh, no, 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 we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah. well, you've actually just given up on, on yeah. what you were trying to achieve yeah. in the first place. And it's even, it's even less conscious than that. It's kind of, you know, and we've seen this time and time again the sports analogy is good the 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 team go onto the field they've got a game plan something happens and they just revert to headless chooks you know it's it's like mike tyson says everybody's got to go everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth and as that kind of you know um they just people just revert and organizations are like that all organizations suffer from inertia and myopia and so the biggest change is not inside people, it's inside this thing called the... And this is true of small businesses as much as it is large. 
So it's, it's, it's the challenge, it's the key challenge. Uh, a great framework from McKinsey. We personally, based on our experience working with organisations, have some a slight adaption, I guess, yeah. of, the, of the model, but broadly those four approaches. If you're looking to transform your organisation, large or small, it's a good place to, to start. Mm-hmm. And if you'd like more uh, information around that uh, leadership diamond from McKinsey, we have some condensed versions of it um, yeah. we can share with you. We'll put some links in the show notes and uh, we'd welcome your comments, uh, particularly those that have been inside organization transformation or tried to do it yeah. what have you observed has worked well and not so well mm. um, and how have those four elements of the diamond been applied that you've you've observed be really interested yeah great job thanks see you next time cheers